Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be the cure for being confused by women. Well, I've got four emails I'm going to go through with you today. The first three are obviously, you guessed it, three guys that are confused by women. But if you've been reading my book, 3% Man, you're familiar with it, I want you to follow along and see if you can point out, ha ha, that's where that dude's going wrong. Ha ha, that guy's not following the book. And the fourth is a success story from a guy that I did a phone session with about four years ago. And it's really cool because he gives an update on what's happened in the last four years since I talked with him. So the idea is hopefully if you follow the things I teach and how to be a 3% man, which you can read for free at understandingrelationships.com. All you got to do is subscribe to the email newsletter. It's the first thing that you're going to see on any page, whether you're on a mobile device or a desktop or a laptop. So with that said, I got a quote I wrote in this particular topic, which is kind of the theme for what you're going to see in these first three emails to kind of see where it's just interesting. It's you, you'll notice, you know, I'm giving you a little tip ahead of time that these guys are kind of bullshitting themselves. Like one of them even believes he's following the book, but yet when you look at the actions and what he's actually doing, it's pretty obvious that he's not really doing it. And so us guys, remember, we're, we often have a hard time admitting when we're fucking up or doing something wrong. But there's also the whole idea behind the book is that 3% man, it helps you find a good woman because good, normal, healthy, mentally stable women will respond really well to it. Women that are fucking lunatics and liars and insecure and just absolute trash that you don't want to date or be around, they're not going to respond well to it. So it's going to bring out the worst and the worst really fast. And the good women, you're going to see really good responses. And there's some of these guys here are dealing with women that are lying, but the fact that their interest is really high in these women is just blinding them to the fact that they kind of made a bad choice. As who was I think Doc Love originally said, you can't make good wine from bad grapes, which I think is a great phrase, and it's true. And some of these guys are trying to make good wine from bad grapes. So with that said, let's go through this quote, and then we'll jump into the first guy's email. Quote says, women like men who are strong and confident and certain of what they bring to the table. They don't like weak, groveling, approval-seeking beta males who are too afraid to stand up for themselves or to them. They want men who will hold them accountable, that they can respect and admire, and who will call them out on their BS. They want men who are trustworthy, dependable, real, and authentic. Part of standing up for yourself is being real, calling people out and their bullshit, which I regularly do in my videos. Because a good coach is not going to blow sunshine up your ass. He's going to tell you the way it is, whether you like it or not. I'm going to tell you all those unpleasant, uncomfortable things you don't want to hear, but that you need to. They want men who are trustworthy, dependable, real, and authentic. If you let women walk all over you and treat you like a doormat or second-class citizen, they will never love, respect, or want to be with you. High-value men will walk away from women who don't treat them well even though it pains them to do so. Low-value men will take whatever they can get and all too often put up with tyrannical women who make their lives a living hell. Now, everybody that's watching this has a dude 
that they know and he just gets the shit kicked out of him by his girlfriend or his wife and he's just and it's sad to see we all know those guys and yet you can't reach them you can't you can't really help them and so you're going to see these guys are mostly acting kind of like doormats and that's a big part of their problem is no one will ever do or say anything to you that you don't invite them to do what you allow into your life is what is going to persist and grow that's why it's so fucking important that you control who is allowed to be in your inner circle. You hang out with flaky people that are not dependable and unreliable, you're going to attract women into your life who are going to be the same way. So let's say, let's go through the first guy's email. He says, hey coach, I've followed your work for nearly two years. I've read your book numerous times and I can't figure this girl out. Can you? Well, let's see what we can see. Here's the story. So does that... do you really think that guy's read the book numerous times and he, he's just so confused he can't figure it out or figure her out? I'd say it's a guy maybe kind of flipped through it, cherry-picked videos. He says, I'm 38, make $200,000 a year, $2 million net worth, and definitely on my purpose. She's 23 and she just graduated college. She's very, very, very beautiful and she turns head everywhere she goes. Anyway, we started dating eight months ago. He says, I followed your principles exactly. I let her do 70 to 80% of the texting, talking, and pursuing, going on one date a week. Well, ideally, it's that way in the beginning. And if you had read the book 10 to 15 times, you would know that as a woman starts to call and text you more, especially once you've been intimate with each other, She's going to call and text you more and more. And at that point, you really just kind of let it go. I mean, think about it. If you're going out on one date per week or every every week and a half or say if you say you're really busy and you just, you know, your schedules don't jive. So say you start out once a week, every week and a half, you go out on one date. Things go well. Typically, by the second or third date, you end up sleeping with her because that's pretty much the average, at least in the West. So what happens is, is that she's going to not want to wait four or five days or a week, whatever it happens to be in between the time you hear from her. And she's going to text you things like, hey, I was thinking about you. Hey, the other night was amazing. Really had a great time, whatever it happens to be. And you assume, as the book teaches, that she wants to see you when she reaches out. And now if a woman is already after the second or third week of dating, she's texting you two or three times, you're going to be seeing each other two potentially three times three four two three four weeks into the process because she's starting to it's her idea she's as she wants to bond and connect more and she feels safe and comfortable especially after you've been intimate she's going to feel comfortable reaching out she's going to know what you're up to and what you're doing because she's thinking about you because her attraction level is growing and so that's 70 to 80 percent it really should never go over that the idea is to Let her do most, if not all, the calling, texting, and pursuing. Because women naturally will do this over time. Especially any guy that's been with a woman many years. He's focused on taking care of the things he needs to take care of. He's not stopping what he's doing in the middle of the day just to chit-chat about nothing. He's fucking busy. And so it's just to naturally allow a woman to bond and connect. Now, when a guy pursues too much... 
She never has time and space away from him to wonder about him, to think about him, and for that attraction to grow. That's just the way women are made. If you're, I mean, if you think back to the caveman days, what's the guy doing? He's going out and he's hunting all day, and she's wondering, did he get food for us, or did he become food for the animals that they were hunting? And so, obviously, when he came home at night, she was excited to see him because he survived, and then therefore they would survive. And he's tired and worn out. She's going to want to bond and connect. And he's going to want to and have a good night's rest with a happy finish. <clears throat> so that's a microcosm. If you're dating somebody for eight months and you're still doing 20 to 30% of the pursuing, it's too much. He says, after we started one day per week, we increased that to twice a week after about a month. So if it took a month to see each other twice, it doesn't really sound like she was pursuing him. So what does that mean? He's probably calling and texting her too much. Attraction was not growing on her part. And the seeing, he says, we increased that to twice a week. More than likely, it was probably he increased it because he really liked this girl. So he was being extra nice to her and trying a little harder than he would with somebody he wasn't that into. He says the sex is out of this world, even spiritual. Sometimes it's like an out-of-body experience and I'm totally in love with her. So think about that. Who do you think likes who more? It's pretty obvious. He's the guy writing to me, went through, wrote this whole email. Eight months later, he wants a relationship. They're still not seeing each other as much as he wants. Plus, she's smart, funny, optimistic, upbeat, and kind. She's probably the most amazing woman I've ever met. However, for the last six months, it hasn't progressed any further, and she's not giving me any signals that she's falling in love with me. I tried pulling back, sometimes waiting four to five days, waiting for her to text me, and she always does eventually. There's a... There's the issue right there in that statement. So that tells me he's pursuing too much and he occasionally backs off and she reaches out. So he's probably too afraid to really back off and he's just obviously doing too much pursuing. He can't take it because remember, he's in love and he's like he's having a spiritual experience when they're having sex. And she's just thinking, oh, that's a great guy. The sex is good. I like seeing him. Not a big deal. And he's also, he just backs off to back off to see if he can manipulate her. Well, that's somebody that doesn't understand the book. They don't understand the philosophy. It's not about manipulation. It's about understanding the ebb and flow. When to let go a little bit, when to pursue a little bit more. He doesn't understand that. But I think that if she really had strong feelings for me, she'd never go so long without reaching out, don't you think? That is a correct statement. I totally agree with that. The problem is you are not letting her do most of the pursuing you're still doing way too much you're still trying to force things because you're in love with this girl and you think it's a spiritual experience and she seems to treat you like a guy she's cool with seeing once or twice a week so in order to fill my other evening open evenings i've been dating four other women in a steady rotation of one night per week each even though i'd rather be with the one girl I really like, I know that if I were to force it, she will run away and I'll lose her forever. Well, you're already forcing it too much. 
if you'd have read the book 10 to 15 times, you would have been able to see that that's what's really going on here. You're trying too much. Obviously, she knows that you like her way more than she likes you. She has all the power. You don't. I read somewhere that love is like a fart. If you force it, then it turns into shit. That's a pretty good analogy. I've never heard that before. What do you suggest? I suggest that in between your dates, just wait to hear from her, even if it's four or five days. Get together, hang out, have fun, hook up. When she leaves or you drop her off, say, hey, call me later. Next time she reaches out, assume she wants to see you, make the next date. You're still doing too much calling, texting, pursuing. What I see a lot of in my phone sessions is guys go right up to that window and because they, they really like the girl, they're terrified to just hang back and do nothing. And so they never push beyond that fear of, what if I don't hear from her after three or four days? I mean, it sounds like this guy waiting four or five days to talk to her is something that doesn't happen very often because it fucking scares him because he's having a spiritual out-of-body experience, having sex. She's cool with not talking after four or five days. What happens after four or five days, she really starts to think about him and wonder why she hasn't heard. Her attraction grows. She reaches out. They get together. He thinks things are awesome. And then he goes right back to over-pursuing and therefore... The attraction kind of goes back down. And so it's just probably probably plodding along at the 60%, 70%, six, out of, six to seven out of 10. So that's kind of, it's not getting anywhere. So you gotta, you're just doing too much. I would just wait to hear from her to make the next date when you do. Do I just leave things the way they are and remain patient? Well, I've just addressed that. Or do I rearrange my dating rotation and demote this girl I really like to only one night per week. Again, you're thinking about how can I manipulate her to get her to do what I want. What you're not seeing is you're pursuing too much because if you look at her actions, she's just not feeling it. And you got to be willing to let her go. Just say, hey, well, if she's not that into me, then when she misses me, she'll reach out. And when she does, I'll be excited that she reached out and I'll be excited to make a date with her. And then when you get together on that date, you'll have more fun. But you got to you can't just wait and then have her respond and then go right back to over-pursuing because then it just goes it goes right back to where it was, which is mediocre. So let's go to the second guy's email. He says, hi, Corey. Thanks for everything you do. It's so nice where people can go to get good sound advice on relationships. I'm 53 and she is 31. I'm dating a psychologist and is very tough with all her head games she is playing. That's why I got to read 3% man 10 to 15 times. And I would say, I would qualify that, you're dating a psychologist. The reality is, because I've coached hundreds of them over the years, is one of the first things every psychologist always says says to me jokingly is, well, you know why I became a psychologist? I go, hmm, I wonder why. Well, because we're so fucked up and we're trying to figure out our own brains. So it's a possibility that you might be a little fucked up here or have a fucked up girl. So let's take a look. I found myself in a tough spot and would really like to get your opinion on my situation. I met this gorgeous Latin woman three years ago and it's been a fairy tale for three years and everything was perfect up until a few months ago. He thought it was perfect. My girlfriend was visiting her hometown of Columbia and a friend approached me with some unexpected news of her. Remember, he's in La La Land. Everything is wonderful and he thinks it just went sideways a couple of months ago. 
He came over and noticed that my girlfriend had two dating profiles on different sites. Whoops. So I contemplated telling her at first and decided to wait until she came home to be face-to-face. That was a good move. I will admit I was very upset about the whole situation. That's understandable, dude. Remember, she's supposed to be a psychologist and have her shit together. That doesn't sound like something a woman who has her shit together would do. She told me that she did not do this and one of my friends was trying to break us up. That someone made up these two profiles and used her pics. He says, yeah, right. She must think I'm stupid. Well, more than likely, you've probably been gullible about other things. So if you if you were to take a step back and think, how many other half-truths has she told me over the last three years? You'd probably say, yeah, I hate to admit it, Corey, but you're probably fucking right. So needless to say, I told her that I did not want to see her anymore, and she left crying. From that point on, I went no contact for several months until around Christmas when she reached out to wish me a Merry Christmas. So we spoke very briefly, and she mentioned how she loved my mother's goodies. So what did I do? I go over and drop off some off to her. Well, dude, I would not have done that. If you were to follow what Seven Principles to Get an X back says, one of the videos and articles I did several years ago, she needs to come to you. She has to earn another chance with you. You don't go running after a woman who, after three years of supposed a perfect relationship, at least that you thought was perfect, find out she's got two other dating profiles. She was She's a liar, obviously, number one. And number two, she's trying to line up a replacement. That's why you got to read 3% Man so you can see what the fuck's going on. Well, when I arrive, I notice a truck in the driveway, and she said it was one of her friends for Columbia, from Columbia staying with her. So that, that person drove all the way from Columbia in their pick-em-up truck. <laughs> he says, yeah, right. So he knew that was BS. That's <laughs> a go. Oh, they drove all the way from Columbia in their truck. Sure. I believe that one. But I delivered my package and left. I immediately went back to no contact for a few more months. And to my surprise, she showed up at my work crying. Probably because whoever the other dude was got tired of her bullshit. And she knew that you were probably going to be a sucker for her sob story and go, okay. But I delivered my package and left. Immediately no contact. She shows up at work crying. I invite her into my office. We spoke for a while. She expressed interest in getting back together and it happened rather quickly. So for the next months, things were pretty good, but my gut kept saying something was not right. Well, she's obviously lied to you on multiple occasions. You recognize that. You also broke up with her because she was cheating on you and she was lying. So you chasing after, dropping by goodies and all that stuff, just basically communicated, hey, you'll put up with anything. And on top of that, you'll go right back to being Mr. Nice Guy, being Mr. Doormat. This is the kind of woman you keep as a fuck buddy or friends with benefits, open relationship until you find a good woman. The 3% man, my book, is it's not gonna it's not gonna turn her into a good woman. It just can't do that. She already had character flaws before you met her. She obviously hasn't changed. But what she does know is that she can pretty much dick you around and you'll be like, thank you, may I have another? She told me she got a new job and she was working long hours. They later found out they were working together and she still works there to this day with him. 
Here's where my mistake happened. Come on, man. Ah, it's good water. Good water. I went by her work one day and then her home. I happened to mention this to her. She became very annoyed. <gasps> but things are so great. Then I started noticing all the lies about her whereabouts. Ah, you look behind the curtain and you didn't like what you saw behind the curtain. We still communicate almost daily, meaning he probably reaches out to her almost daily, hoping he's going to change her mind, which again further enables her behavior and says, yeah, you can keep dicking me over and fucking some other guy, but hey, no problem. I still love you. But she has lost respect and trust in me. Well, actually, you should have lost respect and trust in her because she's a fucking liar and a cheater. Now she's very distant, hard to talk with. Again, more seeking her approval. But hey, please talk to me. Hard to talk with. So again, I, that statement there, I can tell he's pushing too hard. Do you see that? Now she's very distant, hard to talk with verbally abusive and seems to be in love with the thought of being negative with me. She's disgusted by you acting like a beta male and allowing her to treat you like a doormat. I mean, she had two other dating profiles and yet you're stopping by her house. You're calling her all the time. And she just enjoys beating up on you, hoping that you'll stand up to her and stop chasing after this girl who's just disrespected you constantly. Through all of this, I'm maintaining my alpha position. Come on, man. Seriously, dude. I can't believe you wrote that. I know it's fucking harsh, but I'm not going to blow sunshine up your ass, dude. It's like, that's not okay. You think you're maintaining your alpha position by driving by this girl's house and calling her all the time. And, and on top of that, when you call her, she's an ass. I, if she calls me and acting like, I was like, look, I don't like the way you're talking to me. You're a liar. You've cheated on me. I don't believe anything you say. And if you want another chance with me then you should bring some wine over and make me a nice home-cooked meal and i'm happy to listen but you're not going to talk to me this way and she starts going bah! it's like i'm gonna go call me when you decide to act mature and actually have some integrity otherwise it was great knowing you you have a good day sweetheart got nothing but love for you click Every time she calls and Skypes me, the conversation ends with negativity. Well, as seven principals get an X back, what is the phone for? It's a set date. It's to create an opportunity for sex to happen, hang out, to have fun, and hook up. Not to sit there and be her gay male girlfriend and entertain her while she's flipping through the online dating profiles looking for your replacement. I do my best to lead conversations away and make her laugh, but no way is that happening. I know it still hurts her. Yeah, she sounds really hurt by all this. It's only been a few weeks, but I could really use your help in this one. Dude, stop calling, texting her. Never call or text this girl again. If you're crazy enough to want more abuse from her, then by all means, when she reaches out, invite her over. Don't go pick her up. Don't take her out on dates. Invite her over to hang out, have fun, and hook up so you can be entertained and you can see how well 3% man will work, but... This is not girlfriend or wife material, bro. You don't try to turn a hoe into a housewife. That's the harsh reality. On to the third email. Hey, Corey. My, so my girlfriend and I dated for nine to ten months. About six to seven weeks ago, we broke up, didn't see each other or talk for three weeks. More than likely, she broke up with him. 
Then, through text, we agreed to meet at a bar or restaurant to talk. Well, if you're the one who got dumped, which more than likely that's what happened, as Seven Principles to Get an X Back says, they need to come to you. They fucked it up. They unilaterally changed the terms of your relationship. So if they would like to see you, you're willing to travel to see them, but the furthest distance you're willing to go is to wherever it is in your house, the front door, to let her in. She ain't willing to come over and make dinner together. You're going to withdraw the offer. I go in extensive detail in seven principles to get an expect, so you need to get familiar with that. Because you go meet her out, you're again, you're allowing her to set the agenda. You're allowing her to take the lead, and that's and that's why you ended up getting dumped in the first place. She was very well put together and looked like she had spent some time getting ready. As we were talking, she was giving me lots of buying signals. We hugged outside in the parking lot for a good while and gently caressed and showed high amounts of affection. I don't hear anything about any kissy poo, so he's probably too afraid because maybe he's cherry picked a few videos thinking I'm going to game this girl out. I'll just use some strategies I can cherry pick from Corey's videos. I don't need to read that fucking asshole's book. What do I need that for? I'm busy. I don't have time for this. I'll just get a few things from his videos and it'll be fine. After all, she was willing to meet me out. It's a bad way to go, my friend. I don't... Now listen to what he says next. I didn't want to put any pressure on the meetup by suggesting we get back to the house or we go back to the house. So we said goodbye and part of ways. See, if you just invited her over to make dinner together... I mean, women know. If you're inviting them over for dinner... Sex is on the table. When you're meeting them out on neutral ground, dude, you go for the kiss. Your job as a man is to create an opportunity for sex to happen. That is the whole purpose of seduction. Hang out and have fun and hook up. It's not to get into a relationship. It's not to be Mr. Nice Guy. I mean, she dumped you. And now she reaches out and then you go and you go on this date and you spend money on her and then you just hug her. I mean, you were with this guy, chick for nine to ten months, dude. It's like you, you act like a priest or something. <laughs> Bad way to go. When I got home, I rece- received a text from her that, she, that said she loved me, and I texted her back and said it too. Next morning, she was texting me how much she missed me and that meetup and brought back a lot of feelings for her. I suggested we meet up again later in that week, and she agreed. I would say, oh, you miss me? Well, why don't you grab a bottle of wine and come on over? What's your schedule like? I reconfirmed that morning of our date, and she said, yes, let's do it. So you don't, you were with this girl for nine or ten months. Why would, you don't, it's weakness to confirm. When you make plans with your friends, you go, hey, are we still on? Fuck No. I have friends that have integrity, and I date women that have integrity. And if we make plans at a certain day and a certain time, I expect you to be there. And I don't hang out with fucking flaky-ass people that say it and show up two or three hours late. They get booted. The only reason you confirm is you're, that communicates that it's okay to waste your time and that you're used to people wasting your time. And therefore, if you allow people to waste your time, then your time really isn't worth anything. And therefore... That's why you act like a doormat. It's okay to jerk you around because no matter 
any amount of disrespect, you'll put up with it. That's what you're communicating, dude. And that's not masculine at all. That communicates that you're a low-value man and you have a low opinion of yourself. One hour before our date, she texted me that she had to cancel and hasn't been feeling well all day. Aw. I responded back with, oh, okay. I hope you feel better. Is there anything I can do? I got no response, so I called her. It's like, no, she wanted to go out with somebody else. That's obviously what's going on. But let's go through the rest of the email to actually see what happened. When she answered, she played an Oscar-winning performance of Well-Crafted Lies to explain her ills. I bet that was fun. Now you're begging and chasing her. She blows you off, and on top of that, you're calling and texting and, what's going on? I told her, okay, hope you feel better, maybe some other time, and then left to go out on my own and eat the place I had reservations for. That's why you don't make reservations. She's, she's got to make the effort. She, she's the one that's got to earn you back, not the other way around, dude. You're just glad that she's calling you now. And that's why she's jerking you around. But it gets better. He hadn't had enough abuse. So he's like, thank you, I'll have some more. Thinking of her, I ordered a soup and decided on my way home that I'd take it to her because at the time I really did think she was sick. Come on, man. You knew. I was like, nah, it sounds like bullshit. You knew something was up. You were probably just thinking, ah, oh, I'm going to go. In the back of your mind, you're going, I don't know. She doesn't really sound that sick. She sounds like she's trying to sound sick. Kind of like that fucking chick that was... Going after Kavanaugh, what was her name? Trying to say, oh, oh, oh. If you listen to that woman who, during the Kavanaugh hearings for the Supreme Court, if you listen to her, she's fucking fake. Even her own father said it was bullshit. It's like, it's obvious when somebody's being fake, if you know what to look for. But I digress. I'd sent her a few pics of the place while I was drinking and eating at the bar and said, this could be us. She's probably looking at that going, laughing, laughing with the dude that she's actually with. When I arrived at her place, her car was gone and so was she. And she responded to my text from the pictures of the restaurant and said, I'm in the bathroom in my house and really not feeling great. I texted back. That's funny because I'm here at your house right as I'm receiving this text from you and your car and you are both not here. Lights are all off too. Busted. She wrote back 30 minutes later, I'm a piece of shit. It's fucking savage, man. Thoughts? Check. Check, please. If you're like the last guy, if you're crazy enough to say, well, I'd like to get a taste of that one more time, then what I would do is read Seven Principles Get an X back, invite her to your place to make dinner together, and just say, okay, well, you can make it up for lying to me and blowing me off like that. Invite her over. Hang on, have fun, and hook up. Follow with Seven Principles Get an X back because when you grovel and you act like a doormat, it's no bueno. So let's go through the fourth and final email, which is actually a pretty short, cool success story. This is how your life could be 
if you read How to Be a 3% Man, it's free at understandingrelationships.com. Just subscribe. As soon as you hit the subscribe button, poof, you'll be right there reading it on your mobile device or your computer. Hello, Corey. I hope you are doing well and judging by all the content you have been pushing over the last few years. It seems apparent that you are. Why, yes. Thank you, I am. Things are just swell. I just wanted to make a short and sweet thank you letter because you have literally changed my life. My name is Bob. I'm 26. Four years ago, we had a phone session because I had a girlfriend that left me for another guy that completely derailed me. So here's a dude. Just like the first three dudes got fucking burned and there was another guy, another dude involved. I mean, that fucking hurts. That stings. But it's not the end of the story. I found your content out of desperation and applied it. I got her back, but a year later, I wasn't really happy with her anymore and decided to break it off and find my idea of a 10. It is so much better to be the dumper than a dumpy. It feels satisfying because now you're not wondering, what if I screwed it up? He got her back and he stayed with her a whole fucking year. And he's like, you know what? I can do better than this shit. I want a 10. So what did he do? I moved to a big city, went to a modeling event, and immediately kicked it off with a professional 19-year-old Russian model. Nice. Following your dating advice and maintaining a masculine frame, I was able to easily attract and keep her. We had an amazing relationship of two years. Then I decided to move on again and date without attachments. I now have multiple young, attractive girlfriends vying for my attention, a position I could have never imagined would be possible, and it's all thanks to you. Doesn't that sound like a much better world to live in? where you've got women competing for your attention and time versus begging a woman just to keep a date with you like these other guys were doing? Sure does to me. Every single time I have a friend going through something, I refer them to you, and some of us even joke around calling you sensei. Sense, sensei? 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 Ah, fuck, it's been so long. That's the word, sense, sensei. Um, some of you will fact check me. Sensei! Sensei. Sensei. Or Master Corey Wayne, LOL. It's cheesy, but the impact really is that huge. I can honestly say you have saved my dating life, which has spilled into success in other areas. I told you. I told you it wouldn't just help your dating and your relationship life. It would help everything in your life. I couldn't be happier. I would love to have a few drinks together someday on me. Everybody wants to fucking get me drunk. When I get success stories, I get emails all the time. People sending me donations, which they're always appreciated. Love donations. If you want to make a donation because you appreciate the value of my work, understandingrelationships.com, just hit the donate button. But people are always like, oh, I want to take you out and have a few drinks. Everybody wants to get the coach drunk. I don't really drink very much. I'm fucking lightweight these days. I'm almost fucking 50. Can you believe it? A few more months, I'll be 5-0. And damn, I look handsome for 50. So if you would like to be like our last viewer, Bob, and have that great of a life, if you're struggling in some area you need help with, go to understandingrelationships.com, click the products tab at the top of your screen, and book a coaching option with yours truly. Until next time, I will talk to you soon. <laughs>